I figure I'd jump into some good game that you can certainly benefit from. All in one trip to a store. Now I want you to think like this. In any room you enter, any day you start, I want you to notice all the game that's prevalent. All the things you can learn, all you can benefit from. And you'll encounter what you've seen many times, but as you get sharper, you'll perceive it different. You'll see more opportunity in it. You have a better understanding, right? Which is what Pac meant when he said, staring through my rear view. He gave the game on wisdom. You understand? He said, once you understand the rules and the, the tricks of life, life is no longer this big question mark and riddle. It's a game to be played. So I was going in a... I don't know if I just say the name, but whatever. Target, right? Going into the store, and I saw this joint go in that I would chop at. A couple of them, right? So I said, yeah, let me put in some work. I got time on my hands, you know? So getting to the entrance, a girl I know is calling. Now, though I wanted to step to my business... Here's your first rule or principle that was given to me by the P's in the game, the Macs in the game. You understand? Never Mac pass the chick in the car. What does that mean? Simply, if you got somebody cooperating already, you got all this energy and fervor and excitement to spit, she's first priority. The natural tendency is... She's already cool. She's kind of on the hook. Let me grab the other one too. Which is ideal if you can manage to juggle both. But being that she's right here right now, she also imagine there's no different than her riding in the car with me. Though she's not there, I owe that time. So what do I do? I adhere to the rules. I don't reach for the next thing when I got something already here. So I'm taking care of home. Always keep that in mind. So I go have a conversation. We chop it up. It's cool. You know what I mean? Maybe about 35 minutes. So by the time I'm going into the store now, the face is done shifted. So I walk into the car and I'm chilling for a minute. Do something else. Maybe eat, drink, whatever I'm doing. Then I finally go into the store. At this point, the faces have shuffled and the mission is kind of off my mind. And I get into the store and I see this one joint and I strike up what could turn into a conversation. I just make a comment about no gyms being open because she has on her workout gear. And of course, you know where we are, March 2020 or April 2020. You know what's going on historically at this point, I keep saying. So the gems are closed. So I made small reference to that. She kept walking and that was it. So that brings me to my second rule or principle for you to internalize. You can be cooler than the room. You can be cooler than a male. You can be cooler than a female. You can have a flyer spirit at any given moment. 
you can't look at anybody not reciprocating your same energy as any type of slight or rejection. You can, depending on how they come at you, but not necessarily. It's nothing. So that's your second principle. Meaning, from this point, you don't let it drag down that fly spirit you got, that fly energy. I know it's a natural inclination to want to adjust to the room. The room is kind of dry at the moment, the spirit, but you don't have to be dry along with it. And this is key when you deal with women in your life. All right. So now you got to be calibrated, though. What does that mean? You don't run into the library and be super expressive and expansive when it's a quiet place. Okay, you don't bring down the energy if you're in a club and people are amped up. So if your energy is proper to the environment, roll with it. Don't feel like you have to adjust it based on someone who you deem is not as fly. Now this is critical because if your confidence is not up or you don't really feel like you're it, this will throw you off. This could have put me on my heels instead of kept me on my toes where I was supposed to be. So, small, minor interaction, boom, going by my business. Now, throughout this time in the store, there's a few people I would prefer to chop at, but I have this thing where I want unimpeded game, meaning I don't want people in the way. I don't want a gang of distractions. And it's just safe for instance, there's two people I would chop at, I would prefer to speak to the girl who does not have a lot going on. Her pacing and her walk is correct. An ideal pacing means she's relaxed, a relaxing pace. And let's just say a, a other person is the worker. The worker scrambling back and forth, going from aisle to aisle, and people are all in her ear. You don't have strong action at that. You can, believe me. That's where you just be bold if you want to and just... Stop the floor if you want. It can be done. It has been done. I've done it. But you prefer the unimpeded, simple day game, you know? But but either or, I carried on to the register. And there I go. This is your third principle or point I'm leading up to right now. This joint was better than everything in the store. And, boom, she lit right up. I made some comment about how that's not her natural hair color. Me making an assumption. They call that an assumption opener, if you were looking for a pickup term for that. She didn't hear me the first time, but I said it again. And she was like, yeah, I got like a, I forget what she said, probably brownish or something, hair. But. You know, I dyed it. You know, I'm sitting around, didn't have nothing else to do. I said, yeah. I said, yeah, that's pretty bold. I said, um, a lot of girls are going for purple now, you know. She's like, oh, my sister dyed her hair purple. Blah, blah, blah. So we have a little small little mini conversation, a little banter going back and forth. A couple jokes. Her eye was clear when I got there. Normally I go to the um, register where you scan your items yourself. But. I happened to go into her lane. Was part of this um, tactical year. 
And I'm thinking, uh-oh, got one. <laughs> this is common territory. We close from here. At this point, it would be negligent, irresponsible for me not to close. You don't always know that, A, you're going to close. You don't always know that she's going to be receptive after the fact. There's plenty of reasons a woman can comply. Number one, she's working in the store. So you have to decipher between what's actual cooperation and what's her just being kind or nice or cordial because she's working at the establishment. You understand? So, but by now, it's not a, have a good one, here you go, nice weather, conversation. You can gather that by my man and woman interaction. Any interaction I have, that's established immediately. After a while, it doesn't have to be verbalized that you're here for that. It's just the way you conduct yourself. It's eye contact, body language, all those things. There's work that goes into that typically, but there you go. So... I'm in the money now. This joint is ready. She proper. And I just know I'm closing here. It's not a super long interaction, but if I get like another 40 seconds, I'm going to get logistical information. Where's she going to be out later? Where's she hang at? Do she hang at so-and-so? I'm going to set it up, live it up so I can slam it down, you know. But here somebody comes behind me in the aisle, which I can't knock them. They shopping, you know. <laughs> And basically, I couldn't really hang around because she was still talking. So I stepped to the side and she had to ring the people up. So she kind of was like stuck. So she keep talking. Obviously, she had to do her job. So I didn't want to stand there. Something critical can happen at this point. They could tell you, hold up a second or wait or let me ring them up. But the problem with that is now you're sitting around standing orbiting for her to clear up her time. It depends on how you perceive it and how you perceive yourself. You could feel low value doing this. I done done it before. But for me, she didn't say that, but she was still talking. So I was thinking I would let these people go. Actually, I was going to step off. So I went to like the ATM or something. I did something to stall for about a minute because I calculated. It's like one group behind me. So I figured they'd be gone by the time I come back. They weren't. It was somebody else and somebody else. I said, oh, it ain't in the cards right now. So I wasn't going to stand there and just wait. Like I know this joint like that. So I said, I'm going to charge to the game. I be at this joint frequently. Chances are I'll pop back up. And now here's two more lessons and principles to internalize right here. Number one, on touching on this right quick. If she is there and I happen to be back there, a woman will be two different ways on two different days. So you got to charge to the game if A, she acts totally brand new, B, her mood is different, C, she's totally unreceptive at all. You understand? Which are all basically the same thing. So give or take, she could act brand new or we could just pick up with familiarity. So that's something for you to internalize. Basically, if you don't close at that moment, you can't replicate that exact moment. Consider it a gift from the game if you see her again, she's in the same receptive, cooperative, bubbly mood, all right? Now, the other principle is obviously you can't close every time. I don't care how good you are. I don't care if you get the same amount of time and you didn't close in a minute and a half before. 
You done closed basically off of eye contact before. You don't always have enough time to lay out the interaction to get a solid number. Otherwise, you're working on Flake Street. So that's the principle. You ain't never that good. Sometimes you're walking behind somebody and they about to walk into a door. It's possible. You could throw a rock at the door. You could scream to stop them. But come on. Sometimes people are just out of your reach. You in the upper tier, they're the bottom tier walking out the door. Like sometimes, and believe me, I kick myself, not because I did wrong, but I got to remind myself, damn, you can't be everywhere at one time. You just can't. You ain't never that good to get everything you want. That to say there's always some disappointment in the game. Always. There's always some degree of disappointment. Even if you have what you deem to be I deal interactions with a hundred women in a row. Being it your um, potential representative of this game, you have to have the vision to always have a next level, a next step, a next move. That to say, even if you're dealing with a woman and y'all fulfill your initial wishes, your initial intent, your initial potential for you and her interaction, the roof will raise on that and you'll see more potential. You'll see more things you can do. That to say you'll never reach your full potential with a partner. So there will always be some degree of disappointment or something left on the table. Always remember that. So you basically this kind of ties into guys who think they're dodging disappointment or they don't have to have some type of resolve in the game by waiting for a woman to select them and make it easy for them to spit at them. The other shoe drops at some point. You can't be soft in this game. That to say, you might as well get what you want. If you're going to take losses anyway, you're going to feel disappointment anyway. Keep that in mind. Just a way to think now. And, of course, the last point, because leading up to this, I done saw a few people, one girl on the bike that I liked, but she was riding by and I was that, you know, whatever. Devil girl's in the store. The one I didn't get to because I didn't get in the store on time. Each one disappointed me. Each situation. But every time I saw the next one, it basically made the other one go away. I remembered it. I used the reference experience for what it was worth, but it didn't matter that much anymore. Each woman I met or female I met was like the new thing, the it thing. The other one didn't matter. That to say, I guess it's a split principle here. That to say, a lot of you guys longing and lacking over one girl because the most impressive girl I seen was the one who was cooperating. The last one I seen leaving the store. The ones before that didn't matter like that no more. That to say, anytime you're belly aching over one girl, it's not the one girl. It's that you don't have the options. You don't have the volume. You're in lack. You're not in the field enough. So you're making the one girl, the it girl, this one girl. So you're making her everything. And this is why. She didn't matter that much when... When I met the next one, and the next one, and the next one. 
So there's that. You know? You're always thinking that you really had this thing for this one particular girl and then it doesn't turn out how you like and now you're upset and now you'll like never meet another one and that's false. That's just lack talking. And the the other part of this split principle this split principle is this, right? Remember, a girl doesn't have to bellyache over you because she always meets the next guy, and unlike you, the next guy is typically receptive every time. Nines out of ten, he's receptive the bulk of the time. Receptive. Why? Because she already has people in line to deal with her. So while you step away from her and you idealize and wonder what she's doing right now, she keeps getting that same cooperation over and over and over again. She keeps seeing the same opportunity through the lens of opportunity from the next guy to the next guy to the next guy. The same way I was walking through that store and it made the previous girl not matter like that. That's the same thing she's doing with you when she leaves and you leave. If you're the simping, you're going to idealize and make it about her. And that's tilting the scale in her favor. Making it easier for you to mismanage. Making you more needy. Making you want to latch on to her the next time you're speaking. Making you want to hold on to this one conversation. Not get off the phone a little more than she does. This is where the neediness kicks in. And she can sense this. A woman is taught inherently to punish bad game. Sometimes it's just them seeking and I guess by evolution just weeding out the weaker partners or potential partners and some of it will be her playing games because she has the lack of self-esteem you have 99 times out of 100 so she's going to hang you because it makes her feel like something it makes her feel needed if you get the reach and she get to pull away she feels like something. She just refreshed her confidence, even in short spurts. So there's a whole lot of principles in me walking through one store one time. A, that's for you to see all the game that flies by you repetitively. And then it's for you to notice the opportunity that's just blowing by you on a normal basis. Which is critical. That's all the difference under the sun. So if you have many things distracting you. And I give you. Oh man. Let's just keep getting Richard on it. I was having a conversation with another girl. uh, Not even hours before that. Maybe like one hour before that. And I made a podcast about her. It's funny. But. I basically, if I would have let that stick in my mind from the girl from earlier in that day who I made the last, probably the last podcast about eating yourself out of a campaign. If I would have had that in my mind, I could have blew action or had the incorrect vibe for the girl I was on the phone with. I would have let it linger in my head that why I wouldn't have been present enough to see the opportunities, pick up on them. Pounce on them and leave with all that game. Look how wealthy I was when I left the scene there. See what I mean? So if I wouldn't have been in the correct space of thinking, I would have missed all that. And that's one store, one time. 
So this is why it's imperative for you to reflect and for you to have a clear head going in. This is why it's imperative for you to be present because what will happen is if you reflect and you weren't present at the time you were there, you'll kick yourself for all you left behind. But typically, you're not going to be gamed up enough. You're not going to be wise enough. You're not going to be sharp enough or tall enough in the game to be the type to reflect if you weren't present, if you're not present, if you're not searching and seeking a high level of yourself. So this is a habit. What do I say? The number one step, the number one rule in being the exception, you have to be exceptional to be the exception. The first criteria is do you have exceptional habits? So if you have a habit of recognizing, pouncing on, reflecting on quality opportunities like that, what will happen the next time you go in a similar store and similar things happen? It makes it that much easier for you to recognize. You'll know that, okay, maybe I got limited time because of where she is in the store and what she's doing. I may have to speed up the game a taste. I may not be able to speed it up quick enough. But you have all this going in your head because you saw the outcomes and you understand more of the options that could be there. Yeah, life can bring you something new. But you would be a fool to see the same situation and didn't have the same negative uh, outcome or not up to your liking outcome repeat itself because you were not prepared because you saw it and did not prepare this time you did not have yourself in the right frame of mind to pick up on what you already saw in the same way I speak and I tell you anything I tell you twice it's taking a place of something new I could be teaching you for the first time Life teaches the same lesson in the same way. It just can't verbalize it. (laughs) So it showed you the first time. And because you didn't pick up on it. A. You dropped out on that opportunity again. So basically you didn't learn that lesson. Then you didn't get a chance. To have the. Mental bandwidth to pick up on more lessons. Because you were tied up in the first one still. You still didn't accept, internalize, and learn from the first lesson the first time. Some things have to be repeated to you. You need repetition on certain things. That's why there's certain sayings I say over and over again. One of them is like your emotions are stronger than your desire to win. It's costing you. It's imperative that you hear certain sayings, certain thoughts over and over and over again in your head. But you don't want to be taught the same thing because you didn't listen the first time. Because you didn't open yourself up to receive it. It was simple. But for whatever reason, you were hard-headed and didn't let it in. You know. But that's how I want you to think. When you roam the street. When you're chilling. When you're relaxing. If you can slow the world down. Because another thing that will happen. Even when you think you handle something next to perfectly there are times when you get a little bit sharper you get that extra 0.7% from one situation 
one day you get that little bit of incremental growth, you'll see a way you could have done that a little bit better or could have been a slightly different outcome or consider the next thing next time. Or you did what you were supposed to do and you were so grounded in it. You believed in it so much. You felt so aligned with what you did that you would do it again. And you understand and accept and respect the game. You doing what you're supposed to do does not always get you the outcome you prefer. Winning does not always entail getting what you want. But if you win as a whole over time, yeah, you get plenty of what you want. And you get plenty of what you didn't know you needed. So, man, we wrap that up nice and succinct. All right. But, yeah, keep your eyes open. Stay sharp, you know. But even more so than that, be kind, be pleasant, and be great. Freeze this, freeze that.